This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Flimsy stands slowing you down? Well, it's time to upgrade. Armadillo builds durable North American-made tablet stands and kiosks. We're so confident, we offer a lifetime warranty. So, elevate your business and visit armadillo.com. That's A-R-M-O-D-I-L-O.com and use code ACAST for 5% off. Armadillo, built to last, designed to impress. Josh Brown, it might be Friday the 24th of March, but it's Monday, the wind-up of something. Very good. Thank you. When I come to you talking about Resident Evil, it's it's hot off the a weekend of Resident Evil. A lot of people picking up the Resident Evil 4 remake, which I haven't played yet, you and haven't? neither of you. I haven't, but I'm as soon as this podcast is done, <laughs> I'm going into town to buy it, and I'm going to play nothing, my friend, over the weekend but Resident Evil games, because I'm playing through Village as well, mm-hmm. and it's going to be a good time. Fingers crossed. It's going to be a beautiful, beautiful time. But we thought we would do a ranking of our own personal subjective Resident Evil games so far. Then we'll go away, play Resident Evil. I'll go to Japan for a two and a half weeks. Um, and we'll do more Resident Evil stuff on the other side of that. And whatever happens in between, it'll be lovely. If you want to do, do Resident Evil 4 conversations, you can. Absolutely. We'll but see what you comes know together. What? I think the beauty of this is we'll do our rankings now, yes. pre-4 remake. And then we'll reconvene in a couple weeks, like <laughs> you said, having played it. And see where 4 remake slots into what this if it, list. If it shatters both of our top tens to become the new number one. I mean, that's that would be difficult, but I would love it. I difficult want but doable. Difficult, like but recording four podcasts in a row on the day before you go to Japan, leaving the most, uh, the largest and most expansive until last an entire <sighs> franchise retrospective. As you do, so yes, these are our top tens each. I think there'll be a lot of crossover here, uh, but we'll run down the uh, t- top ten Resident Evil games per person. My number ten is Resident Evil 6. Resident Evil 6 made it into your top 10. Hell yeah, it did. As the defender of Resident Evil 6, <laughs> it didn't even make mine. What? I just like, I like the ambition of Resident Evil 6. I like how stupid it is. There's a part of me over the years that's embraced how ridiculous Resident Evil is overall. And when I go back to the likes of Resident Evil 4 and 5, I realize that it was always a complete campy mess. And I realized that it never had any... I was going to say never had any real dignity. Never had any <laughs> real, um, you know, that idea of, def- oh my God, how could they? How could they do this thing? It was always ridiculous. It was always stupid. It's part of why it's such a campy, fun franchise. And so um, as much as when RE6 came out, it was that thing where Leon's campaign is like the best one. And it still is. Yeah. Um, and I've still not played uh, through Jake Wesker's campaign. Man, it's um, the second best in that game. So I've been, been told. If you played the Jake Wesker stuff, it might be top five. Maybe it would be. Maybe I'll come back to you in another couple of weeks and, and rename it and re reorder it um, but there's something about Resident Evil 6 when I went back to it on the remaster um, where I quite enjoyed how stupid it was in the shadow of everything else that they were trying I didn't play through Resident Evil 6 until after Resident Evil 7 um, and then kind of it's like Devil May Cry once you realise that they put the franchise back on track you can kind of enjoy the dumb crap that we thought we were stuck with um, that came beforehand like with DMC in Devil May Cry's case so I'll put Resident Evil 6 at number 10 it's not remotely a perfect game but I think it's a very solid action shooter and that weird direction they took 
took where they didn't they invent the title like action horror or something? They had Maybe a, they had a term they were giving uh, the franchise back then where it was like, oh my god, you guys have got so far away from corridor crawling and, and item exploration um, or item unlocks and exploration. And they were like, don't worry, guys, we're calling it a thing. That's what we do now. Um, and I think when you go back to it now, it can be a fun, gory shooter. It's not a great Resident Evil game, which almost inoculates it from this entire list. Inoculates isn't the word, but I'm still good at number ten. But I had fun with it. Hard agree, man. Thank you. You know I love Resident Evil Six for its uh, flaws and for its strengths. Leon's little pistol flick thing he does. Leon's pistol flick, the ability to click the right trigger and just quick fire some shots off like you're in a Mexican standoff is unreal. As an action game, I think the game has the ability to rule. Mm -hmm. Like the combat system in that, especially for the time, is silky smooth. Yes. Very satisfying. It's just the case of it being a numbered title especially at the time, dragged it down. Like you said, it's definitely the Devil May Cry situation of now we are, thank God, out of that dark timeline of maybe having that define the series' identity (laughs) to come. Uh, You can appreciate it as a one-off. I think if it was a spin-off title, Mm. we would be able to talk about it without the risk of being guillotined by Resident Evil fans. (laughs) Uh, But because it is numbered, it obviously has that weight and expectation, which is natural. It didn't make it in my top ten list. Okay. Scott, I'm going to run through two, if I may. Of course. Quick honorable mentions, just very briefly, because Resident Evil Code Veronica X didn't make it on my list. Okay. And that is a game that is, you know, in a way, one of the best Resident Evils I've ever played. Mm. Half of it is incredible. The other half is some of the most worst programmed (laughs) stuff I've ever experienced. Programmed anything. In my life. It's like the spent three years on the first half of the game and then did the back half in 15 minutes with the amount of repetition, with the amount of backtracking you have to do, with the amount of padding that's in the back half of that. And it's such a shame. It's the one I want to see most get the remake treatment because the potential is great, Mm, but it just unfortunately didn't come together enough for me to love it. The Mm. next one is Resident Evil Zero, a game that I haven't finished, Mm. but I wanted to give a shout out because I've started it so many times. And I think the opening on the train yes. is so evocative yep. in one of the best like horror settings in visualized uh, horror um, environments in video game form that I've seen like walking through that train carriage with the zombies on the seats threatening to come to life in the remake <laughs> it looks gorgeous it makes me wish I could get over the clunky gameplay and yeah. power through because that is it's unreal. I dream about it, man. I just think it's like, it's painterly. It's perfect. There was a Resident Evil 1 remake uh, and Resident Evil 0 back on the GameCube. Obviously, they came to other consoles and stuff. But the first time I saw that, it looked real. Yeah. Like, it was just, I mean, it's because of the pre-rendered backgrounds and stuff, which I guess they made 3D over the over the years and everything. But there was something about those games, and especially when it was the GameCube era, we're talking like 2003, 2004, that stuff just looked in unbelievable. I've, I still never played Resident Evil 0 because it has such mixed reactions. But yeah, train horror. Shout out to Demon Slayer Mugen Train. There it's, you go. Uh, it's, a, it's a good time. Means nothing to me, but I absolutely trust your opinion. It's a whole anime on a train. What's I'm going to recommend it as well. Number 10. My number 10 is Resident Evil 3 Remake, a game. That's <laughs> my number nine. Is it? Yeah. Right, let's talk about this because that was a game which at the time disappointed me to no end. Coming off the heights of Resi 2 Remake, which was such a lovely breath of fresh air, was so confident, was so iconic in a lot of ways with mm. what I did with Mr. X. I was expecting that same treatment for 3 Remake mm. and buying that full price for £50 at launch and realizing that it was going to be a four to five hour experience that actually cut stuff from the original game and made elements of the original game weaker 
particularly Nemesis for my money. Mm-hmm. It disappointed me. I wrote it off. I didn't like it. I finally went and replayed it when I did all of the Resident Evil games two years ago in anticipation of Village mm-hmm. and could finally appreciate it for what it was. It's not a perfect game. It's not a successor to Resi 2. In no. many ways, it's more like DLC. But for what it is... It's really solid. It's a solid action game. It has a lot of really good set pieces and the characters I really enjoy. So I've kind of come around to that game way mm. more in the recent years and uh, I'm able to actually put it on this list. But I it's think very far down. Franchise best version of Jill, I yeah. would say. Uh, just by far, I love all the interactions with her and Nemesis. I love how much she just keeps slagging it off and insulting it. And it's just, oh my God, get away from me. Oh my God, just stop coming back to life. Um, I love the whole giant royal gun bit towards the end. Um, I had the most fun with that game uh, when it was in, almost in the cutscenes or when I was just getting to be um, channeling sort of Sarah Connor um, or doing that kind of, you know, having that sort of interaction with the, an enemy that just will not die. Um, I think that's the best part about it. But like you said, it, it's always been glorified DLC. And I think they channeled that idea of Resident Evil 3, the original, um, you know, being turned around quite fast after Resi 2. I think they tried to channel that as like, ah, we can go again. Resident Evil 2 has just come out, the remake. We'll just reuse some assets and the engine and just go again um, to a detriment. Like, you know, they, they cut different parts at the clock tower or whatever. They cut yeah. parts that people associate with it. Um, and the actual nemesis, the iconic nemesis, and uh, we'll talk about Resident Evil 3 in a little bit, um, is barely in that game. It, it transforms way too fast. And it's like what you want from that game um, is being stalked around a city environment where it could appear at any point and it can appear in like three corners and it's just really boring. That's the issue. Um, Resident Evil 3 Remake is a good game, mm. but it had the potential to be one of the very best Resident Evils ever made yeah. for my money because of how iconic Nemesis is and how much they could have done with him yes. on top of how much they could have done with Raccoon City. Why does Raccoon City feel so small and limited in that game. If I was remaking that title and I was Capcom, I'd have given them the time that the Resident Evil 4 team got, the Resident Mm. Evil 2 team got, to make it more, almost, I'd maybe even go semi-open world with Raccoon City and just make it more expansive, fully realize the dream of being in an urban environment that's coming into a state of apocalyptia and just have that (laughs) be the focus rather than railroading you through more linear segments and then moving to a sewer again. Oh my God. Moving to a hospital, which is kind of cool, but then moving to a lab again. It's like the potential there just, again, I've gone back into my disappointment mode because it could have been so much better, but fundamentally it is still a good game. It's just you need to stop imagining what it could have been. Yeah, I, it's one of those things where I ended up buying, like an idiot, the original Resident Evil 3 costume because I was like, I'd rather just dress as original Jill um, and have a weird original. Uh, I'm blank on the dude's name with the big afro in the remake. It's, uh, your is, partner. It, is it Carlos? Uh, Carlos, uh, having original Carlos uh, with a completely different hairstyle. Um, so yeah, Resi 3 is fun enough, but it didn't blow anybody away. You should do your number nine because what? that was my number nine. My number nine. Go on. Is Resident Evil 5. That's my number eight. <laughs> <laughs> we need to stop doing this. And we can't help ourselves. Uh, Resident Evil 5 is the one that I've just been going back through um, because everything's on sale on the Switch, at least in the UK. Um, So I thought I'd buy, uh, I need things for my 12-hour flight to Japan. So um, I bought Resident Evil 5 and the original again to go back through them. But yeah, you should talk about Resident Evil 5 because I think you like it more than me. Resident Evil 5 is... Even though it's higher on my list than you, apparently. Yeah, weird that. I'm kind of channeling my original thoughts as I went through it versus what I think about it now, but whatever. Right. Resident Evil 5, for me... I've only completed it twice, but it's one of the games I've played the most. Mm. When I first played it, I did it all in one sitting with a friend. We did a co-op, went through yes, it. Yes, same. And then ever since then, it kind of became a house party game yep. where we would jump on the opening of it, co-op, 
after we'd had a house party on the morning when we were just looking for something to do. Oh, so okay. I know. Oh, we did it like during the house party. Right. It was it was, <laughs> right. the, it was the go-to student game. Like, yeah. Right. Well, the same principle applies. I've played the opening of Resi 5 so many times, mm. and that's actually why I never got around to replaying it until the other year, because I just knew it off the back of my hand. <laughs> uh, but I really like it. I think from a presentation standpoint, it looks really good. Mm. I like the change in environments compared to the other games in the series, especially compared to 4. It is just 4, but worse. Mm. But I'm kind of <laughs> I'm fine about that now, especially in hindsight. Again, like Resi 6, where it's not going to define the entire franchise. Mm. It's more arcadey. It's more action-focused. But I do think it's tight. I think the characters are interesting. I think the environments are cool. I think a lot of the enemies you fight are really interesting until you get the people with just guns mm. and uh it's not like again it's not really a great resident evil but it's a good action game especially if you're playing with friends that was my thing it was a uh, back when it first came out obviously everyone was high off uh, the back of resident evil 4 and i feel like capcom just went let's just kind of just do that again and um, you have the whole the, the village invasion stuff at the start you have the chainsaw enemy that takes forever to kill that yeah. dude's health is like five times more than dr salvador was um, and even the bit where, you know, you're uh, facing down like a, a road and a, a truck comes all the way down, you got to shoot the driver, you got to do whatever. It's very, very similar stuff. Um, and obviously there's more ridiculous stuff like the turret sequence on the ship. And it just, it just, everybody was chasing Gears of War back then, even Resident Evil. Um, sorry, no, um, well, they gave back into it. I mean, Resident Evil 4 predates Gears, but then it was just, for whatever reason, 5 and 6 were just like, let's just do action games over well, the shoulder. Well, I mean, 5 literally implemented a cover shooter yes. in response to it. So Chris's it's, campaign. Yeah. Like, yeah. Sorry, that's yeah. in 6, but like that's Chris's six, campaign. But yeah. But yeah, for Resi 5, I think I actually quite like um, Sheva Alomar's um, AI. I think she's really helpful and like it's she's good at like picking up different uh, gold coins, things that you miss and giving you ammo and keeping you your heal and keeping you topped up and stuff. Um, I loved it the first time through. It was because of the reason you just said about going through a co-op. Um, so it was one of the first things that me and one of my housemates went through together. So I have that memory of it where I loved it and I wasn't paying that much attention to the um, uh, we weren't skipping cutscenes but I wasn't really caring about any pathos or yeah. horror or jump scares it was more about just me and my one of my best friends going through what was a really fun responsive action game um, again the whole horror action label it was one of the ones that did it well um, and so I have that memory that knocks it up my list when I think of Resident Evil 5 I think of that original playthrough um, I'm going back through it now and because I'm also going back through original Resident Evil 4 I notice how much they just did the same stuff again and I notice how much worse it is and I do prefer the feel of Resident Evil 4 so it's a little bit of a mix but I do think overall I can still put it at number 8 Hey, it's a flawed game I want to make it clear that right now we're not talking about like amazing games I don't think no, it's no, just no. that like these are on the list because they're the ones that I like the best out of the ones that I I like the least. Let's see if we sense. can keep this going. What's your number eight? Number eight, Scott Tilford. And now we're getting into the truly good, truly iconic stuff. <laughs> I want to make it clear. These okay. are the games that I would recommend to everyone as all-timers. Mm -hmm. And it might come as a shock. The original, Resident Evil 2. Oh, beautiful is, shout. It's more testament to just how good the rest of the games on this list are that mm. this is so low. Mm. I love Resident Evil 2. I love the characters. I love the police station. I love the opening with the explosion and yes. going through the fiery streets of Raccoon City. It is iconic. I love it. It's just that every <laughs> other game that I have above it is just incrementally a little bit better but this and my number seven were neck and neck for a long time but okay, okay. this one just lost out so we, okay Resident Evil 2 PS1 for me is at number five um, but it's one of those weird recommendations where if you ask me what my favorite Resident Evils are it's like when someone asks you what one of your favorite movies is and maybe you haven't seen it in like 20 years so you say oh my god it's that I loved it and then go why and I go I don't remember anything I just remember loving it so with Resident Evil 2 PS1 I still wanted to have that quite high up and um, 
so it is at number five, um, but it's the one that I can remember the specifics of the least. I remember the opening bit in Raccoon City. I remember being terrified because um, that was my first proper Resident Evil. I'm um, sorry, no, it was the first first one that I borrowed from a friend. The first one I bought was Resident Evil 3. I'll get there. Yeah. But um, yeah, RE2, I think, cemented what people think of when they think of Resident Evil if it's not the overly polygonal original. Um, it's where they redouble down on the atmosphere yeah. and they redouble down on the uh, just the visuals, just that whole smoldering version of Raccoon City. Um, and just, yeah, the way things go, the combat as well, like, not that they changed that much of it, but I found it was way more satisfying in two. Um, I just remember the, the feel of the shotgun and just blowing dudes apart with it um, was way better. I don't have much else for RE2, but I remember loving my time with it. I think it would all come back to me if I went back through it again. I think it would as well. You know, this was similar to you. I'd seen Resident Evil 1, but I was too young to play it. My mm. dad scarred me for life <laughs> by playing that in front of me, but... Resi 2 was the first one I actually could play right. and you actually get past a zombie without just being instantly chomped. Yeah. And I was still way too young for it. I'm talking like seven or eight. <laughs> and I remember the first time I got chomped by a zombie and it showed the UR dead screen and I never played it again. And right. I, thought, I thought, this is way too scary for me. God, you That's just, terrifying. Uh, you just triggered a memory for me that Go I remember on. being in, it would have been in middle school or first school, age five, six or something like that. And I was over at a friend's house and someone's big brother uh, was playing through, I think it would have been Resident Evil 1. And they were like, oh, my God, like shouting through the room. You've got to come see that. Oh, when you die, uh, you get eaten by zombies. Yeah. And at one, I barely knew what a zombie was. Yeah. Um, and two, I was like, okay, cool. Me playing, I don't know, Crash Bandicoot, Ape Escape. Um, just watching that death screen, watching them get mauled and being horrified by it. Yeah, um, man. Yeah, oh my God, I haven't thought of that in a long time. Not to spoil a future chatty faces, by the way, but Dan Durkin talks about this game, Resident Evil 2, scarring him for life, but also inspiring his love of the zombie genre. Yeah. Exact same for me. Yeah. Seeing all of that kind of like zombie iconography that I didn't even recognize as iconography at the time, mm. like playing out in front of me in this, what was at the time, an incredibly realistic and hyper-detailed um, <laughs> version of a, a relatively realistic city blew my head clean, clean off. off. I am realizing that, uh, yeah, I also have that sort of initial seed was planted way back then as well. Um, so what does that bring us on to? Is that your number seven? That was my number eight. That was your number eight. So my number seven is Resident Evil Village. What? Which I think will be a lot higher for you. Absolutely I can't watch the second half of that game. I can't sanction its buffoonery. I didn't <sighs> love the mech fight, nor did I like anything to do with Miranda or whatever the floating woman is that you fight at the end. Miranda. Miranda. What's that? I Scott don't want Telford. that. Terrible. I understand. I've got three shotguns. I can't kill her. Carry on. <sighs> you certainly do. Another <laughs> three shotguns here again. Another <laughs> three shotguns. Um, I'll concede. Resident Evil Village mm. is not a perfect Resident Evil game or even the perfect game. Mm. But what I also argue and what I think I realized by doing my list, no Resident Evil game is perfect. And it all, everyone kind of falls off in the back half yeah. in one way yeah. or another. And I agree that this kind of switch to action in particular when you get to Chris Redfield's section, even mm. though it plays well, like story-wise, it doesn't hold up. But I, I like that. For me, it's such a mixed bag. I was really looking forward to the Dimitrescu stuff. I thought they were going to really double down on all the, the AI systems that Mr. X had. And then she dies in the first, like, 20 minutes. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then I didn't have anywhere near as much fun with the other heads of the village themselves. Um, the, the reason that I still have it at number seven is because I still think it plays incredibly well. And there are so many really good little systems in there in terms of maximizing Resident Evil 2 remix map systems so you know exactly what area to go to to find 
find something. Um, and it, like I said, it just plays really, really well. So I rocketed through that game. I just was quite let down by the story, but I did love my time with most of it while I was playing it. It's just bits towards the end when you're in the factory and it's just like, what even is this? And it's like a mech fight and yeah, yeah, whatever. But um, there's a lot of stuff that I really liked in there. It's just, it's a weird one, but it's I'm, my number seven. I'm going to save my uh, glowing praise of that okay. game for a little bit later on because it's quite high on my list. That uh, makes sense. What's but I will concede that it yes. does definitely have flaws. Give me your number seven, please. My number seven is Resident Evil 3 Nemesis. Um, Ooh, that's my number four. Is it? Yeah. Like I said, this was neck and neck with Resident Evil 2. Mm. And maybe this has a bit of a bias because I actually hadn't played the game to completion until really, really recently. Mm. Um, so it's a little bit fresher than Resident Evil 2, which I haven't revisited in a while and will finally be revisiting after I play through the full remake, by right. the way. That's why I got the PlayStation <laughs> 1 back. Um, but yeah, Nemesis edges it. Surprise, surprise, because of Nemesis. Yes. He's such an iconic character, the way he's implemented in that game. Rules, you're Jill Valentine again, which is awesome. We love Jill Valentine yeah. on this podcast. I know we love Claire and Leon as well, but <laughs> I love my girl Jill. All of them. Um, but yeah, it's ultimately just the use of um, Nemesis and the iconic ending itself that I think slightly makes me prefer it over mm. 2, even though I can totally see why people would say 2 is the better game and maybe one of the best games in the series. My thing with uh, 3 Nemesis, like I said, it's my number 4, is just it was the first Resident Evil I took home. I played Resident Evil 1 and 2 at a friend's house, and then I was 3 was the one that I went to the store, and, and that, that was all they had, so I bought 3. And I didn't know what I was in for. Obviously, you have the box art of Nemesis, but like when you start playing, I'll always remember there's a scene, uh, there's a, a screen, rather, with an, up to, an overturned bus, um, and you're trying to get like round it in a bunch of Ravens come out the side of the screen. Terrified me. I was way too young for it. It's like I think it's a 15 or an 18 age oh, rate game over here. Yeah. I was definitely about half that age. Um, so yeah, Resident Evil 3 is always going to have that um, that memorability for me. But I also loved the decision-making parts of that game. I know there's not much to them, but when you're a kid or an early teenager or whatever, that was just so effective of just being like, okay, the, the, all the colors invert. This huge hulking tyrant thing is literally about to grab you. Where do you want to go to escape? And when you're a kid, I think you flesh out, in your mind, you flesh out the possibilities way more because you don't really, you're not that aware of the restrictions of video games. So it's like, well, I have a whole city to escape into. Or I have yeah. all these different options that I can try. And so for me, there's just, there's so much love for especially the first sort of couple of hours of Resident Evil 3 and um, obviously there's everything else there's all the rocket launcher stuff that's how ridiculous it gets uh, later on um, which is again what they were channeling in the remake but I just have I have a real love for knowing Nemesis is around every corner yeah. and your mind making you believe that um, more so playing through it when I was a bit younger um, I've not been through Resi 3 um, since mm, 1997 or 8 or whenever the hell it came out um, but I loved it. That was my that was my first Resident Evil, and I absolutely loved it. Nice, man. Bosh. That's really sick. I, I would fully echo what you said there about the choice system. Mm. When I was a kid, I loved uh, choose-your-own-adventure books. You know, when you Same. could like, flick to a certain page yeah. to follow a certain... I had a Sonic uh, one of them. Thing. Did you really? I had one called Assassin with an exclamation mark as well. <laughs> nice. Brilliant. Nice. But I love that stuff, and obviously playing through uh, Resi... Three Nemesis, like it, it, it made me think of those books. Yeah, and even if, if the choices are relatively basic, like you said, it certainly adds to the stress of having Nemesis, you know, bearing down on you. It's not just do I want to run from him to the next screen? Do I want to put a few bullets in? It's mm. like do I want to push him off the edge? Do I want to jump off the edge? How do I want to escape? <laughs> just made those encounters feel a little bit more dynamic, considering considering the technical limitations of the time. Mm. And again, it makes me lament the fact that stuff like that wasn't built on in the actual remake of the game. No. I think they could have done way more with it. Um, so, yeah, so what, what number are we on for you? Number s- Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Six. Number six. There uh, we are. Six. Let me get my list back up. My number six, and I think you'll have this okay. way higher on your list, Scott Tilford. Go is on. Resident Evil 2 Remake. That's my number two. Is it? Yes. And I'll tell you why it's relatively low on this list. It's a great game. It's a great remake. I love how they've managed to update that original title mm-hmm. into the Resident Evil 4 style of gameplay without losing what made those original titles so good. And that was the exploration. It was the feeling of being in specific locations and the Metroidvania-esque exploration of it. Mm-hmm. It just... If I'm being truthful and why it doesn't get into the top five, it lacks a bit of bite for me. It's like Ah. one of the best ever high eight out of ten games for me personally. It does everything right. It's Mm -hmm. like a great four-star movie. It does everything right just for my personal tastes. Mm. It lacks that extra bit of oomph that really... Sets it up to a kind of five-star level. That said, I think its biggest innovation, obviously, is Mr. X. And yes. while I'm not a huge fan of persistent enemies in some of the other games that we'll talk about, I think his implementation makes that game something special and makes it more dynamic and unpredictable. And then, of course, there's the gore system that I was you have as well, the stuff. which managed to make zombies scary again and managed to make <laughs> fighting them Again, more dynamic. You never knew if a headshot was going to take one down. You never Mm. knew, even if you put a zombie down, whether or not it'll get back up when you return to that area a few, um, you know, missions later or whatever. And its innovations are great. Like I said, I just, I don't know why. I don't know why I'm compelled Mm. to put it 
lower than the top five. Oh, I, ad- I adored RE2 Remake. I just thought that they, they just everything that you wanted from the idea of, of reapproaching all the, um, some of the visuals, some of the locations, some of the things some of the, that you re- remember from RE2, and then fleshing it out with the, what, how you remember RE4 playing, um, and then making it even better. The gore system was brilliant. I love just the visuals overall. I love the location. Um, it had that right mix of like action and puzzles, and they had that weird, I forget if it was a retcon, but that whole thing of um, the police station was built on like an old puzzle master's room or something, yeah, yeah. which is why everything had these weird archaic keys and different lock systems and everything. Um, but yeah, I absolutely love my time with RE2 uh, Remake. I just thought that it was, some of the Mr. X stuff got a little bit annoying when all you need to do is turn a crank and he wouldn't just leave you alone for a bit. Um, but overall, it was just the way that it played. And I think they dropped the ball a bit by not differentiating Leon and Claire's campaigns more I because agree. it was just doing the same thing again. It didn't, and it didn't even make sense. Like they, they went through the same areas and acquired the same like uh, gear. But then there was that scene where they met uh, outside and I was like but you guys wouldn't be there at that point it was just a weird thing and I kind of thought they dropped the ball a little bit with that but it never took away from how immediate RE2 felt like a pristine Resident Evil um, that might be the one that I could just give to someone now and be like you should play through this um, having not played RE4 remake yet but um, yeah I just I think all the every, all the different parts of it just came together for what I want from Resident Evil the right yeah. mix of, of horror and action the gore side of it the puzzles yeah that's it and that's the beauty of Resident Evil that we've talked about before mm. we did have whole podcast with Jules about Resident Evil's identity and it's like yes. what do you want from the series and I think that definitely informs your top five specifically because yes. Resident Evil has been so many things and that's really fascinating. <laughs> so uh, yeah that was my number two. Uh, what do we get down to? My number six is Resident Evil 1 remake. One what? remake? Yes. Why? Go on. No go on. Are you not fun? I well. Oh, have I, you got number one? I, 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 cannot, <laughs> I cannot speak. I cannot speak. You I'm cannot let speak you tell just me yet. Your reasoning. I just I I played through this. Well, the vast majority of this back when it did first come back out on the GameCube. One of my best friends back in the day got it with his GameCube for uh, for his birthday, and we used to just go across to each other's houses um, every weekend and just play through this. So I'd have I have that love of it to that degree. Um, I barely played the original on PS One, which I get a lot of people um, you know just kind of have a nostalgia for that. And I've I've seen bits and pieces. Sorry, played bits and pieces of it, but it's it at some point I didn't grow up with it, and I'm not going to go back to it. Which I guess is how you feel towards something like a Final Fantasy VII original or something like. Like that, yep. where it's like, <laughs> I'd rather just play the, the, the remastered version. Um, but yeah, I mean, like Resident Evil 1, it always has the, the puzzle design. It's what made it iconic. It's archaic now, um, and the checkpoint system sucks. I've never been a fan of the ink ribbon stuff. I hate oh. it. Back in the day, I wish they'd get rid of it now. I still would be super up for if they remade Resident Evil 1 again, like RE2, 3, and 4 remakes, um, over the shoulder and stuff like that. But I do love the overall setup. I love the whole introduction to the characters. I like how ridiculously cheesy Wesker is. Um, and I like the whole one location horror thing of uh, the Spencer Mansion and just sort of crisscrossing over that main hall and fleshing it out bit by bit. Yeah. Um, and the variety of the enemies that you come across as well with the different bosses. So um, a lot of that stuff is <laughs> baked into, I don't know, memories from 2004 or something. Um, but I like it. Hey, no spoilers, but I reckon it holds up today as does well. It, does it do it well? It may do. Because <laughs> uh, I, I don't want to talk about that yet because no, that's, we'll get back to that. but my number five is, yes. is is very similar because it's Resident Evil 1 the original version on the PlayStation ah, 1 even in my top 10 well there you go like you said you didn't grow up with it right no. that's the one I did grow up with like right. I said I didn't play it first my dad played it but it imprinted itself into my brain to the point where I had a fascination with the Spencer Mansion for right. years and I didn't get around to actually completing it until a few years ago when I got the uh, PlayStation 1 Classic and I went through it finally <laughs> back to front having dabbled now and again and I thought it held up surprisingly well. Cool. I like the weirdness of that 
first game where mm. it's it's much less detailed, like the environments are much less detailed than Resident Evil 2. Mm-hmm. But that kind of adds to the charm for me where I really am kind of like, you know, projecting a lot of imagery onto these rather bland environments at times. And the idea of the Spencer Mansion itself, I love. I love that, although you do go down to the lab, sometimes you go outside, it's mostly just in that one location. Yeah. One location horror really speaks to me. If Resident Evil 2 was entirely set in the PlayStation, I'd have been fine with that. Because I love old school polygonal PS1 horror. I yeah. think that thing you said before about you project your own sort of detail onto those landscapes, I get that people... Um, just don't have that if they didn't grow up with it necessarily, but I definitely do. And it, it makes things like the horror parts of Final Fantasy VII or Metal Gear, um, or especially Resident Evil, take on a whole other dimension of like memorability because you're yeah. you're filling those spaces out yourself. Um, I forget what number you're on to. That was, num- that was number five. That I was your number five. Can I just um, quickly shout out the, uh, I know we need to rocket through these, but I just sorry? need to shout out a few other things. Yes. Boss battles in Resident Evil 1, great. Big snake, big plant, <laughs> big timer at the end. The voice acting makes it iconic for me. It yep. makes it interesting to play. Not interesting, <laughs> use the wrong word. Exciting to play now because I love all the line deliveries. You know, yep. Jill, the master of unlocking, all of that stuff. <laughs> Excellent. Just That's the, sandwich. The, yeah, I love the uh, original theme when you go down into the basement slash, slash kitchen. And right. It sounds like, as Jules Gill described it, someone just farting through their mouth <laughs> into, a, into a microphone. <laughs> all of those rough edges is mm. what makes that game stand out to me in comparison to Resident Evil 2 and 3, which are arguably better games, more polished games, mm. but the, the the quirkiness of one, uh, any, any, the charm of one, my love. Yeah, any dev's first attempt to bring things into 3D, like obviously they kind of had that sweet home game years before then, Yeah. Um, but the idea of taking the, sort of, like the way the loading screens work in sweet homes, like the whole thing that they carried over into Resident Evil, but I think any team just going for it um, and doing their best, and back in the 90s, the reality of what translating something was like, um, and like you said, the even video game voice acting was just not a thing. Yeah. And then just everyone doing their best. Um, so that was, well, my number four was Resident Evil 3 Nemesis, which we've talked about. What was your number four? My number four was Resident Evil 7. Shout, that's my number three. Is it? Yes. Let's talk about that now. Resident Evil 7 uh, was the one that I just, I as soon as I finished it, I was like, this would be a really good like Netflix movie. Yeah. Like I'm just a really tight uh, well sort of laid out story that I think goes in the right directions um, other than it's just like I don't know Resident Evil meets like Texas Chainsaw or something like that it was just the very end it's only the very 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 end um, the Jack Baker fight that's just a, just a bit naff and I thought to be fair the molded are a bit naff as well um, just these weird oily creatures that kind of come at you and they're not very memorable in fact they're entirely forgettable you, re- <laughs> you remember the members of the Baker family more but I think that whole twist with um, the experiment the B.O.W. whatever you call it um, and the fact that the, the real them are all trapped and that kind of stuff. I think that was always really, really fun. And I, I had a lot of fun going through Resident Evil 7. I was quite skeptical of that jump to first person. I kind of viewed it quite cynically as like, oh, you guys are just going to do first person stuff because that's what um, Slender Man and Outlast and whatever, that's what they're all doing. But um, that game was so Moorish. Same yes. as Resident Evil Village, just very, very easy to get through. For me, Resident Evil 7 was exactly what I needed it to be. Mm. After 6, which I enjoyed but could recognize as absolutely not the template this franchise should take. Right. Franchise should take for the future. Mm-hmm. Resi 7's pivot to me was music to my ears on every <laughs> level. Everything uh-huh. you just mentioned there, I love the first person perspective. I, I, I was a fan of that change. The family, incredible, instantly iconic. The setting, you know, way more run down, way more, you know, kind of like the American South, Texas Chainsaw, yes. like you inspired there. The fact that you don't really have Resident Evil ties until the end when it's revealed what exactly the biohazard is. Just that kind of 
breath of fresh air that it provided mm. was uh, so fun and so fresh and so reinvigorating. The reason that it's below Village for me mm. is because I have the exact same issue with Seven that you have with Village, where the second half of Seven drops off for me. Right. Once you get on that tanker and you're starting to shoot through uh, molded on the ship, I don't think that's very well designed. I don't like that it's section not great. of the game. I, I uh, liked it as like a um, like we're sort of like we're releasing the clamps on you a little bit because you got the shot. You've had the shotgun for a while at that point. You've had better weapons for a while, but just being like, not only can we do first person horror with puzzle elements and Resident Evil elements, but we can also kind of deliver on just being a bit of a first person shooter. We're channeling a little bit of Resident Evil Five and Six. I was almost, I almost viewed Resident Evil Seven as a microcosm of the trajectory of Resident Evil to that point all over again. Right, starting with horror, building to more weapons, and then building to all out action. And so I enjoyed it as that. Uh, it was only the Jack Baker thing at the very end that I was like, you've got to pull back. That's, you've got to actually do a fun boss, not just a big oily thing with a bunch of eyes all over it. Um, so I didn't mind that, but I get why people like would have bounced off it. Yeah, that was the only issue for me because it was so reserved until mm. then and the horror was so, not grounded, but it was grounded in one location. Mm. All of these games, I feel like, like I keep saying, could just take place in one location and totally. keep going vertically or keep expanding it out rather than having to jump somewhere else. If mm. they kept expanding, you know, the Baker Mansion and surrounding areas rather than jumping to this, in my opinion, really nondescript tanker, I would have enjoyed the end of that a yeah. little bit more. And uh, ultimately, ultimately, that's the only thing that lets it down, but it's still one of my favorite games. I've still played it to death mm. on VR, especially. Wow, what an experience that was. <laughs> that definitely elevated it for me. But yeah, the game rules. I am lost on numbers, but your that was your number four? That was my number four. So my number four was Resident Evil 3 Nemesis, which we talked about. My number three was Resident Evil 7, which we just talked about. Um, your number three? My number three was Resident Evil Village, which okay. we have talked about, but I didn't say what I loved about yes, it. Yes, please that, tell me. To me, it takes everything I loved about Resident Evil 7 and fixes that problem about the back mm. half for me because whilst it some parts are a little bit of a step down I do love Heisenberg's factory I do <laughs> like the final boss and it definitely pivots to more straightforward action in the same way that 7 did but it makes more sense for 8 for me because the rest of that game is more action based anyway it's kind of like the what The Force Awakens is to A New Hope, um, Resident right. Evil 8 is to Resident Evil 4. Mm. Like, it's taking the same template. It's just adding a, a new fresh spin on it with new characters, a new setting, etc., mm. etc. Et I personally like the fantasy stylings of that game. I like the storybook opening. It's a bit weird. Mm. And it's that weirdness that elevates it over something like the 2 remake for me. Like I said, I want a Resident Evil game to kind of have teeth, to kind of have ambition, even if it doesn't quite even if it's not able to fulfill it. Mm -hmm. And I think the ambition of it with its fairy tale setting, with its werewolves, with its giant vampire ladies, with its weird Heisenberg monster, with its spooky baby <laughs> that comes after you, it has that kind of sense of creativity in that bite, in that kind of, we're going to just swing for this and we might not always hit it, but we will more often than not that mm. I just, I love. I honestly, yeah, my favorite thing about Village is just how much they were like, not only are we, you know, not only does Resident Evil not just have to be zombie stuff, it can be werewolves, it can be that, like the horn, it can, we can do Silent Hill better than Silent Hill with yeah. the, uh, the House Beneviento stuff. And it's like fleshing out those things and just saying like, hey, we are the, we are the all encompassing horror franchise and we'll still make it Resident Evil. It'll still feel like a Resident Evil game, but we're going to touch into all these other sort of magical elements. Um, for me, Village's um, story was always what led it down. I just I, I wanted more from the build up of um you know what's going on with why Chris is shooting um what do you uh, what do you call Maya I think 
No. Yeah. Uh, you know what it is? Ethan's partner. Yeah. And uh, and that kind of stuff. I wanted a little bit more payoff in that regard, um, which I just thought the story just, it was the most forgotten part of that. Conceptually, I love it. Conceptually, enemy-wise, and, and like you said, the story, the, the setting and everything was great. Um, but that's what always let it down a little bit for me. Um, so yeah, my number three was Resident Evil 7. Uh, your number three, I think you just said. Yeah, Resident Evil Village. So my number two will be Resident Evil 2 Remake, which I mentioned before. So your number two. Resident Evil 4. Yes, which original. is my number one. There we go. <laughs> and you know what? This and my number one could be interchangeable. But Resident okay. Evil 4, one of the best games ever made. Yep. One of the games that I've played the most to completion. Buy it on every single platform. It holds up. Even mm-hmm. the limitations of it, the quote-unquote limitations, like the inability the inability <laughs> to move while shooting. Yes. The fact that you can't, you kind of still have tank controls even if it is over the shoulder. The team utilized those limitations and built around them to the point where they feel integral to the entire gameplay flow of it. This is a game that knows what you want. This is a game that has the Resident Evil chaos that I want, especially mm. in the back half where it's scary, but it's also goofy and silly, and they're doing that <laughs> thing in Resident Evil 8 Village where they're swinging for the fences, and it's like, why? How do these game? How do this? How does this level in our one even... Belong in the same yeah. game as a level in hour fifteen of Resident <laughs> Evil Four. It just it should not work, but it does. I yeah, there's something I, I love that weird um, hybrid approach, like you said, of tank controls that are in third person, and um, where you're still sort of like picking a point, planting your feet, defending yourself, whatever. But I love the level design. I love how quickly they roll out the different weapons that you get. I love that mind blower rocket launcher thing that you get. There's a thing where you can plant mines on people and it blows them up. Yes, I thought you said mind blower rocket no. launcher. I was like, how have I missed that? It does pop their old heads, but I, it's that thing. I love just how much they went out there with just, here's a merchant, he sells you stuff. He just gives you all the things that you want and he's lovable because of it. And um, all the crazy evil religious stuff with Sadler, just, it works. I think that stuff really works. And obviously it was a massive deal for the time because we'd never really had a really responsive over-shoulder shooting game uh, back in 2004. Um, Operation Winback, Kill Switch, whatever. But I feel like it just, it was that first time that... Resident Evil Elevators, where it was like, oh, this is way bigger than just what we thought it was. It's way bigger than pre-rendered backgrounds. It's doing something that Silent Hill is nowhere near. Um, and it, it blew everything off. It blew everything wide open. I just thought it was, and still is. I mean, I'm going, I'm literally going back through it right now, but I remember the vast majority of it anyway. Um, and just in terms of being a stellar video game. I think the it's a testament to the game's quality that mm. when it was announced that it was being remade, a lot of people, myself included, said, why? Yeah, you don't need to. You don't need to. You can do it, but mm. it's almost the perfect game as is. Of course, there are things that are slightly blemished now with the perception of hindsight, mm. but for a 20-year-old game, it's shocking how little uh, doesn't stand up mm-hmm. to, uh, to this day. What is your number one? My number one, if you haven't guessed already, Scott ah, Tilford, ah. is the Resident Evil 1 remake. That's a beautiful, poetic show. It's a matter of taste. You know, mm. both of these games are some of the best games of all time. Some, of all time. Some of my favorite games of all time. And it's just the fact that I love, like I said, one location horror. I love the slower, methodical pace of the isometric view, tank-controlled style of the early games. And I love, ultimately, games that are about mastering a space, you know, Mm. whether that's something massive like Death Stranding or something like this where you have a mansion, you have the surrounding areas, Mm. and it's about navigating something that is initially unknowable and then becoming the master of unlocking (laughs) and getting from one place to another in the smartest, most efficient way possible, bypassing threats like zombies and mm. dogs or whatever, and just going from a sense of powerlessness to a sense of power within 
the space of eight hours mm-hmm. and a couple of keys and a couple of weapons. I just uh, I think everything that I loved about Resident Evil One that I mentioned, this game just does better. The impl- implementation of crimson heads that make zombies mm. even more dangerous, that makes backtracking even more dangerous. Just uh, the sense of you know item management, time management, zombie management. It's a managing game. It really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not an action game at all, but it's it's what I want from horror, and it makes me tense throughout. Yeah, and we also we're big. Fan. I know that they changed it for the remake, where you can just push any direction and run. But we've always been staunch defenders of the old tank controls, or definitely the perspective that they use, um, which is like a an unsung art of horror in 2023 or in the modern day uh, of forcing you to experience a level from a specific perspective because then you can do more you can do cooler things with the frame you can do cooler things with jump scares um, or something diving in from the side of the frame or whatever I'm always going to have a love of that um, and I think because of the specific story the setting and everything um, of Resi 1 it does make it timeless and there's something really awesome about as varied as all these games are one of the best Resident Evils always being the remake of the original yeah. the refined version of that like big leap they did way back in like 97 or 96 whatever it was um so yes this has been our rundown of the best resident evil games completely subjectively it might change entirely once we've played the resident evil 4 remake but we'll see how it goes for now i've been scott from whatculture.com that's the video ending josh brown what we do and it's the what culture gaming podcast up in your scott tilford job by josh brown oh it's a pleasure scott tilford and we'll catch you next time bye 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 Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Flimsy staying slowing you down? Well, it's time to upgrade. Armadillo builds durable North American-made tablet stands and kiosks. We're so confident, we offer a lifetime warranty. So, elevate your business and visit armadillo.com. That's A-R-M-O-D-I-L-O.com and use code ACAST for 5% off. Armadillo. Built to last, designed to impress. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.